Blog Talk Radio. listening to we were listening to Lucille by Jonathan Golden Goldenthal isn't that beautiful so peaceful well this is Anne here we go again this is Anne DeHart Southern Arizona welcoming you to our Wednesday night get-together um, those of us here on the surface of the earth those from within the earth and those cosmic beings that choose to join us through our beautiful channel, Dr. Catherine E. May. Dr. May is a practicing clinical psychologist, for those of you who might be new to the call. Um, She has been for over 35 years. She's not just the normal practicing clinical psychologist, however. In as much as for about 40 years, she was trained by a man that she knew as Amos. And of all the students, Catherine was the only student that persevered and actually mastered uh, the technique of visual centering. Uh, You can see that technique demonstrated and trained on Catherine's website, which is whoneedslight.org, whoneedslight.org. And you'll see visual centering, and this is the unique practice that Catherine stayed with for all those many years training with Amos. And uh, when Amos passed, she was able to speak to him cosmically and found out she had been trained by Sanat Kumar. Quite impressive. But we're learning a lot of things along that line these days. And um, with that, I'm going to turn this over to Catherine. Um, Gosh, we got such an exciting call tonight. I don't know what to expect because the only questions that we will be accepting will be those from teenagers and less uh, under children that have not been subjected to our way of life on the surface all that long and still have ideas of how it really could be. And I'm really looking forward to this, Catherine. It's going to be fun. So um, I do want to thank uh, Alexandria uh, Garcia, who, whose initial email uh, to us saying, why don't you ever talk about the teenagers? You've overlooked us. And that opened the door, folks. So. Uh, We had a a call uh, last Saturday that was focused strictly on the teens. Uh, Sananda was on that call. It's a wonderful call on HollowEarthNetwork.com. And uh, we decided that was so important that we continued it through to tonight's call. 
And uh, Catherine, you tell us who we're going to be hearing from tonight. This is going to be so exciting. I can't wait to get going. And again, thank you, Alexandria, for initiating this wonderful um, um, introduction to a whole segment of our population that we haven't recognized on these calls, our teens and younger. So, Catherine, what are we going to do? How are we going to do this? Well... (laughs) I'm not sure. I think we could should kind of wing it, but I do know that Father God wants to come, and Saint Germain and Lucifer has just offered to come and talk with the young people. And I thought, oh my goodness, that's quite an idea because how many young people think that Lucifer is a bad guy? You <laughs> know. So I think it would be very interesting to have him. That is a real surprise. He must have something very special in mind that he jumped in like this, you know? Yeah, well, I think Gabriella might have had something to do with it. Oh, that's right, yeah. Yeah. Gabriella's twin. <laughs> Gabriella and Gabriella and is right there with you with her little daughter. And what is the daughter's name and how old Noev. is she? She's Noev, and she is five. Aw, and she has a question tonight, too. I bet she does. (laughs) And I bet she would like to ask it of Father God. So she's she's waiting right here beside me, and she can't wait to to take part in the... I want to say it. Hi, Noeb. Hi, sweetheart. This, This is your call. This is for you guys the fresh new way showers that have come here to get us through this transition. So we're looking forward to hearing from you, Noev. What is an angel's duty? <laughs> That's her question. Well, well, we'll have to ask somebody better than me to get yeah. that answer. We'll ask, we'll ask Father God when he comes, okay? Yeah. You remember your questions. Okay. So... I think uh, I see Zareas. Well, where did he go? He well, was he here was a little here. while I had ago. Him labeled. Don't tell me he's dropped. Why does that happen? Uh oh. Where did he go? Oh, here he is. I've got him. I've got him. Okay. Uh-huh. And let me go ahead and open the line now. Uh, Zareya, your line is open, so any background chit chat, we'll all be in on. So um, <laughs> if you. <laughs> uh, well, if we, you... We, we have it on mute. So I don't think you'll hear any chit chat if we <laughs> well <it> darn. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so we're just working out the schedule for tonight. We have a lot of callers on the line, and we specifically said it was for young people. That's so right. I hope that all these hands that are up have someone, you know, who will who will qualify uh, to be. Um, we'll find out. Yeah, someone who can ask a question, and they can also... Or it, or, or, it, or it could be an adult asking a question for a young person. Of course. That's certainly permissible. Yes, of course. <laughs> but as long we do as it's about teens or younger. Mm-hmm. Teens or younger, right. Yes. So we don't have a schedule worked out, but I thought we might follow, you know, usually... Either Mother or Father God tend to come first, and Saint Germain has well, offered to come, and and Lucifer too. Uh, 
I was thinking maybe we could have Lucifer talk first. Oh, we could do that. Sure, why not? All right. Let's yeah. call on him. Okay. And see see what he'd like to say. Okay. Well, we're off and running, folks. Catherine is uh, is our intermediary inviting uh, Lucifer. And we haven't heard from Lucifer for several months. We've had some dramatic uh, communications from him and just left us in tears. So, uh, Lucifer, have you joined us now? Greetings, beloved masters. This is Lucifer. I'm delighted to come speak with the young people tonight. This is a very exciting call. And I did speak with my my twin flame, Gabriella, who believed that it would be a good thing for me to come and speak with them tonight. So here I am. And I can't wait to hear questions and hear the voices of the young people who are who are listening in on the call tonight because this is a very special thing. You know, mostly these radio shows are for grown-ups, but this is wonderful. Father God was very interested in doing this for the young people because, of course, many young people have been very confused about about who Father God is, and certainly I'll bet they're confused about who Lucifer is. And I would like to set the record straight. You know, anyone who has been raised in any kind of religion has been hearing about the bad guy, Lucifer, who is the the name that is the same as the devil, Well, I would like for all the kids out there to know there is no such thing as the devil. There is no such thing as Satan. And I, Lucifer, am not a fallen angel. I am an angel, but I'm not a fallen angel. I am one of those who works with Father God with Prime Creator, with all the other masters and angels to do the good work that takes place on planet Earth. And I have been involved in many interesting projects over the years. I can't tell you all of them because I have had many lifetimes on Earth. And always I was working for the light Always, I was working in one particular area. I was interested in helping people to learn to be more loving toward themselves. Because I was convinced that if people learn to be very friendly and loving and kind toward themselves, that First of all, they would have a very happy and successful life. And secondly, they would learn to be close to God. Because when you love yourself, you are loving God. And you'll hear more about that on this call because 
This is the kind of call that will help young people to understand what they mean by spirituality and what, how it's different from being a member of a religion. So we're not any, we're not members of any particular religion, and we're not trying to convince anyone to be members of a religion. We're just telling you about ourselves and telling you the truth about how we've lived and and what we do, how we feel about things. And I can tell you, I can really relate to young children and to teenagers especially because it's pretty tough sometimes. In middle school and high school, a lot of kids tease you and they might say mean things about you. Well, let me tell you, I know what that's like. Do you know how many people have been saying mean things about me for how many years? Maybe a couple of thousand or maybe more than that. There have been people saying horrible things about me, so much so that any time someone hears the name Lucifer, they think the devil. Can you imagine if your name is John and all of, you know after hearing all these stories told over and over again everybody thinks that John means devil well it's been a bit of a burden i have to admit but i'm trying to correct my image you might say and i can't think of a better way to do it than to appeal to children and help them to understand who i really am I do have some interesting stories to tell, but I don't know if there will be time for that tonight. But I do want to let the children know, don't let anyone tell you that if you're bad, you're going to go to the devil, or you're going to end up in hell, or all that stuff, because there's no such thing, and there's no such person. And I know Mother and Father God will want to tell you they don't punish anybody. They certainly never punished me, and I wasn't a fallen angel. I went to earth voluntarily. In fact, my twin flame, Gabriella, and I had a plan that we would try to help people on planet Earth by teaching them about love. And that's what we have always done. We've been trying to keep the love and the light going and let people know that things are not hopeless. Things aren't so bad, really. Even, you know, when you're a teenager and sometimes even middle school, it can get pretty upsetting. It can be pretty difficult. Everybody wants to be popular and everybody wants to have lots of friends, but it doesn't always work out that way. Let me tell you, I know about that. So when it doesn't work out that you have friends, you turn to your heart and you say in your heart, I know that God loves me. I know that my family in the higher dimensions 
sometimes. You call it heaven? That's fine. You can call it heaven. It's a beautiful place. But it's not where we sit around on a cloud. That's not where I am now. We work together. We do very interesting things. You know, we can drop in and see you. We can walk around in your room with you. We can whisper in your ear. And we do that. You might think it's your intuition. You might call it, oh, that little voice in my head. But chances are it's one of us. It could be what you might call your higher self. It could be me. It could be Sananda, Jesus. It could be Mother God. We all have the ability to come and visit you and whisper in your ear. I would have lots of things to say to children. In fact, I'll say a few of them now. First of all, remember, you are going to grow up. And that's a wonderful thing because once you're grown up, You get to do everything just the way you want it. Well, not quite everything, but most things. You get to live wherever you want. You get to eat what you want, sleep whenever you like. Of course, that makes it sound like adults are really children, but it's not true. It's just that they have a lot of freedom to make their own choices in life. And that's what's going to happen to you. You will grow up, and one day you will make all your own choices. Now, things may change between now and then. You may find things getting a lot easier. Because all of us have been working very hard with your parents and your grandparents and Lots of the good people on planet Earth, we've been working very hard to make it a much better place so that you kids can have lifetimes in which there are no wars, there is no poverty, no one will go hungry, and everyone will have a job that they love to do. What more could you want, right? Also, schools are going to be different. There are many who are already starting to do this. But you're going to have lots more variety in school. Like you could study practically anything you wanted. You could study four languages if you want. Or you could study computers or you could study science or you could study art, or dancing, or painting, or writing, anything you want. And you'll be able to play games and sports. Probably there won't be so much football anymore because it causes brain damage to children. So there won't be children playing football, but there are plenty of other really nice games. So things are changing for kids. It's going to get a lot easier and a lot friendlier 
you won't find that there's any more bullying going on in school. It is not going to be allowed. Not at all. Because that's one of the things that just makes children feel so bad. And we don't we don't have any of that kind of thing in higher dimensions. And we're going to see that that kind of thing no longer happens to children. So I don't want to hog all the time here, but it certainly is fun. I just wanted to let you know I'm on your side. I am not Satan and I am not the devil. I am Lucifer and my name means light. So I was named Light because I'm the kind of guy who likes to work for the light. And I have a lot of love in my heart, and especially for children. So anytime you feel sad or things aren't going right for you, just think in your mind, boy, I'd like to talk to Lucifer right now. Maybe he'd have something to suggest. Maybe he could help me, and I will be by your side in a minute. Is that a deal? Okay. Now, I'm going to turn this call back to our dear friend, Anne, who is this lovely co-host who's who's so friendly and organizes things for all of us and keeps us in line. Literally, she makes a line and I hope we stand not. in it. <laughs> but that was nice, Lucifer. I'm so glad you joined our call tonight. This is wonderful. And assured all of our children that have been told uh, scary stories that there's nothing to be scared about. It was all something conjured up by some guys that used to be here and they're gone now so <laughs> yes none of it was true that stuff about me being a bad guy you know yeah. me i'm i'm not a bad guy <laughs> we're just glad that we got to know you and uh, we've had some wonderful calls with you lucifer and it was especially nice that you you joined our call um, will you be standing by in case some of the kids want to talk to you? Yes, indeed, I will. Well, that'll be nice. Yeah. And I know there's a little one who's also standing by and wanted to ask a question. Oh, you're talking about little Noev? Yes. I don't <laughs> know if she's... Maybe she's too tired. I don't think so. Let me see. <laughs> Is Noah okay. going to ask a question? Oh, she did ask a question earlier, but she's going to bed now. Aw. She said <laughs> she wanted to ask a question, and it was, what is an angel's job? Mm-hmm. What is an angel's duty? And I think she wanted to ask Father God about that. Uh But we'll put that question on the table and let, you know, you can use it at any point when you Mm -hmm. think it's appropriate.
appropriate. Well, and we'll good. I've, I've, made a jo- I've jotted it down here. We'll ask that for Noev. <laughs> okay. And we can let her hear the uh-huh. call tomorrow. Yeah. Well, thank oh. you, beloved Lady Nada. I will stand by and I will turn this over to Catherine so she can come back and talk with you. That'll be nice. Thank you, Lucifer. Good talking Bye-bye. with you again. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Catherine? Yes, I. <laughs> well, Noeb gave it up and went to bed. <laughs> yeah, it was late for her. <laughs> Aww, she's only five, isn't she? Yeah. Right, right. Aww. So she wanted to ask about what angels do. Yeah, I, I wrote it down, and she wanted to ask that of Father God. Uh-huh. <laughs> um. All right. So uh, how did we leave it with Soraya? Was he he's standing by, he, right? Well, his line is open, but he's kept himself muted in case, you know, they have somebody come in the door speaking or something like that. But um, okay. where are we going to go from here now? It's up to you guys. Well, I'd like to hear some questions. Well, I'll tell you what, I'd like, I'd to, like hear, to introduce think... uh, Alexandria, who if it wasn't for her, we wouldn't have had these wonderful calls. Oh, that's great. So now we have to decide. Do we have Father God come on now, or do we have Alexandria? Well, I think we'll let Alexandria be the first one to ask a question, but uh, I think... um, I would think maybe get our guest speakers an opportunity to kind of set the tone. Mm-hmm. And what do you think? Yeah. Let's let Father God say what it was he wanted mm-hmm. to introduce for young people. Right. And then I would like to hear from Alexandria because she's she sent us that wonderful list of questions. Oh, yeah. And I'd like to hear what what her thinking is about how we can help and mm-hmm. what kind of um, information would be most helpful. Well, she'll be the first to ask questions when we get to that point. Mm-hmm. Okay, so... Oh, here's Father God, is it? Indeed, I'm here. Greetings, so Father you, God. Masters? Hi, Father God, welcome. And how be you? We're wonderful. I think We're this very is such well. a great call. This is so nice for the children and the teens. Well, you understand, all the calls are not just what is time for adults. It is for all ages, and that is not just because uh, it is uh, uh, adults calling in, but they are just big kids, actually, <laughs> teenagers and that nature. But also, you know, it is more that the uh, little ones are pushed off to the sides and and out of sight, out of mind. But in actuality, (laughs) they are more in mind than you could possibly imagine. Their, what is called their thinking processes, had advanced in uh, in the last, what is called the last decade. They had become more and more inquisitive and, of course, the first thing that what is termed as their uh, parents uh, say to them is go into your room and figure it out for yourself. And, of course, that is not the answer that they are seeking. They are seeking knowledge. And, of course, 
the um, parents do not have that knowledge. So um, we are here to give them the knowledge they need. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Indeed. Now, uh, that little one wanted to know what uh, angels do. Angels are messengers. At, uh, at some times they are messengers, and sometimes they are help, may help uh, beings. They uh, do what is termed, as uh, many of them were assigned to be what is called uh, uh, guardian angels, to watch over the little ones so they don't get hurt and things of this nature. Um, many of the... Uh, um, uh, the duties of what is termed as an angel is to bring forth love, and that is what they are for. Mm-hmm. Yes, that is our image of what angels are, but it's nice to hear the confirmation that we were right. And they do not have wings, either. Oh, I bet most kids don't know that. Indeed, they do not. All they see is what is uh, written down in their books that they have received from uh, Catholic uh, school or what is termed uh, Sunday school. And the first thing they see an angel is with wings and a halo around their head. And I can assure you, they look nothing like that. <laughs> well, Father they, God, they I look don't... like you or I. They look mm-hmm. like what is termed uh, the um, um, earth beings, surface dwellers, and they do not have wings. In many instances, they have what is termed as a force field around their bodies that sometimes resemble wings, but they are not wings. They are force fields. The halos is energy fields mm-hmm. around their so head. field is like an energy around them. Indeed. Mm-hmm. Indeed, it is. And sometimes it can take on what is termed uh, the appearance of wings. Uh, we understand where the, uh, the term uh, angels are flying is because the beings were seen in the air. And consequently, they said, assumed they had wings, uh, even though they could not see them. But they were um, uh, hovering above the, uh, their bedsides, or they were hovering above their homes or whatever, and they assume that they have wings. Of course, they do not. They have the ability of levitation. Just as all beings have the ability to levitate. You said all beings. That means us, too, doesn't it? Indeed. You have the ability. You just do not know it. You have never been taught how to do it. You've never been told that you could do it. You've always been told, been, uh, uh, which is called told, that you are limited, that you have no power whatsoever. And I can assure you that you have more power than you, uh, than your uh, uh, so-called teachers, uh, religious teachers, than they could possibly imagine. And I can assure you that many, many peoples, especially the young ones, have done what is termed as levitate. And they have never told anyone, told anyone this, but they have. <laughs> and I will also tell you this. There is what is called a, uh, a, a study on what is termed as, and when I say it, it is going to what is termed, uh, step on many what is termed uh, religious toes, or Christians in this manner, because they are, going, they are under the understanding from what they've been taught through what is termed 
ministers who have uh, gone to seminary, and of course they have certain ways that they must uh, teach their flock, as they are so termed. But they do what is termed as they teach the wrong thing. They teach that you are powerless and you have no power. I can assure you, you do. Another thing, another study, or not religion, or you could consider it religion, is witchcraft. Witchcraft is not satanic. Witchcraft is not evil. The only thing that makes witchcraft evil is the, uh, what is termed as the, um, uh, the beings uh, that are doing what is termed as uh, practicing black arts. And they only make it black arts because that is the way they are thinking. Thought mm-hmm. is the creator as thought always is. The, the essence of witchcraft is not evil. It is the stewardship of your planet. Stewardship. Can you elaborate Indeed. on that for the young ones, please, Father Indeed. God? Indeed. Witchcraft is what is termed stewardship of the earth is being one with nature in which witchcraft is and doing what is termed as um, the herbs and the um, the elementals, such a being, such as the elves and the the leprechauns and the gnomes and things of this nature, they all fall into the same category in the the realm of witchcraft. But however, it is not what is termed as a satanic thing, mainly because Satan doesn't exist. The devil does not exist. They have only been taught this by what is termed religion to control them, to keep them, what is termed, uh, under some shelter. And uh, they are realizing, the young people are realizing, that there is a power within the study of the witchcraft. And it does not have anything to do with uh, Satanism or any of this nature. All of that is what is called a thought form and nothing more. If you you ponder on what is termed Satan or the devil or what is called uh, demon possession or whatever, no one can be possessed of a demon at all because there is no such thing of what is termed devils or demons and things of this nature. That was what was called influences from what would be termed as the reptilian race, which is no longer valid on the earth. Mm-hmm. It used to be here but it is no longer. Stewardship is what is termed as it is being in fellowship with, with nature, being in fellowship with everything around you. All living beings fall under what is called your stewardship. The animals, the insects, uh, which is termed as the little lizards, or what is termed uh, insects, uh, such as spiders and things of this nature. You love them as you would love a, a frog or as you would love a squirrel. It is all the same. You are stewards of the earth. And when you do that, being stewards of the earth, then you are termed as the uh, study of uh, uh, Wicca, uh, the, uh, uh, the stewardship of the earth. That is what it is. It has nothing to do with uh, Satanism at all. And, of course, Satanism was created by what is termed as the religion, religious uh, uh, 
uh, organizations in the past to uh, control what is termed as their patrons and, uh, and all this. And it was a control issue. It was not anything to do with what is called uh, um, the devil or demons or whatever you term them. Or but casting no spells on people or... Casting spells on people, uh, understand uh, the stewardship of the earth and what is termed as the white witchcraft, as you term it, white witchcraft and dark witchcraft, is just a, a, a figure of uh, a way of interpreting what is termed the same thing. Uh, many peoples have what you call uh, many terms, they term them as uh, the dark uh, arts and things of this nature. It is actually what is termed all magic is of the light. It is not of the dark. And when the person uh, deviates from that, from what is termed uh, the books that have been written, such as the, uh, the, um, what is called the dark arts, the, the black magic as you term it, but all that is what is called a reinterpretation or what is called a, 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 a division away from the actual uh, white magic. And, uh, of course, it is, uh, it is a thing, it is a practice, of course, but it is also not uh, what is termed all-powerful. Many people think that uh, what is termed as a, a witch has all power and uh, must, you must do their bidding, and that is false. Indeed. I wonder what it is um, that is so available inside of um, us, I would say, as children, that um, can be um, triggered into fear. And they, they, they gobble it up and they tell ghost stories and like to scare each other. Um, what, what is that inside that, that calls those things forward? It is what is called the, it is seeking knowledge. Mm -hmm. Little ones are very impressionable. And uh, you have to be very careful when you are raising the little ones, because, especially now, because they are so in, in, inquisitive and uh, they uh, believe what their uh, uh, parents tell them and things of this nature. But they are very inquisitive they, they soak up knowledge like a sponge. And uh, you, so you have to be very careful at what you do in terms of teaching them. If you teach them nothing but love, all love and nothing but love, um, you will have some very happy children indeed. You know, would, would it be no maybe fear. the parents themselves that do this to control their children if you don't do that? The boogeyman oh, will yes. get you. Th you had what is termed in the olden time, olden, uh, what you call the old world, uh, what would be termed as the European world. Uh, they taught their children if they did, if they did uh, things that were uh, against them, that the uh, the boogeyman would come and get them, or the things under the bed would uh, uh, have them for uh, devour them. And this is what is termed scare tactics in order to keep them in bed. 
And uh, uh, it worked many times, but many times uh, they got much wiser, and they real and of course the parents realized that that was not going to work. But uh, they would devise different uh, um, tacts, in other words, to con- try and control their, their their children from fear. By in- in introducing fear into a child, then you have control of that child. But in essence. If you do what is termed as give love to that child and give them nothing but love, and when they come to you and say, Mother or Father, I see flying people, uh, fairies and things of this nature, and you dismiss them and say, Oh, you shouldn't be doing that. Uh, that is, a, that is a, a lie. It is all this. And it is not a lie. It is a fact. They are seeing elementals because they are very, very, what is called, impressionable. And they see things that you no longer see because you had become an adult. (laughs) Oh, yes. And also, uh, many children also can see those that have passed on. And uh, what is termed uh, the spirits, or what you call uh, spectres or, or ghosts. And uh, that is another thing, and it's quite real to them. And they are seeing them. So do not try and tell them they are not. Because they are. They are, like I said, they, their minds are more mm, tuned than you could possibly imagine. Especially now. Because the children that are being born now are being born into fifth dimension, fifth dimension understanding. And uh, many uh, were determined adults uh, find that they are kind of perplexed because they cannot communicate with their children because their children are far above them in many, many ways. And, of course, when uh, a child uh, uh, starts dating uh, the scientific facts uh, and things of this nature to their parents, and their parents are looking at them as they're going, uh, what? Because they do not understand. They did not have that, um, that opening of their minds. And uh, so actually the children must become the teachers. Mm-hmm. If you're... If you're if your parents are of the old school, then show them, show them that you can, that they can even see the elementals, the fairies. All you have to do is concentrate enough, and all of you can see fairies. Take away what is termed your your belief systems and revamp them, and you will see fairies. I can assure you, you will see gnomes and you will see leprechaun and elves and things of this nature. Why? Because they are very real. Just as you are real, they are real too. That's wonderful, Father God. I'm so glad you're, you're saying these things to children because I'm sure that there are so many kids, if they went home and said, to their friends or to their parents, I saw a gnome on my way home from school today. I most people would laugh at them. So of then, course. 
because they have they do not have the knowledge or the understanding or the open mindedness to see them. There are books out that will instruct you on how to see gnomes and leprechauns. Anyway, there are books out for that that will give you an example, uh, instructions on how to see them. In fact, it is actually the gnomes and the leprechauns and the fairies that are, that are in this book that are giving you direct directions on how hmm. to see them. Hmm. And, uh, and, and it, they are wonderful books. And uh, uh, I, in a later time, I will have uh, Quasar to uh, give you that information. But anyway, but um, this will be, of course, for the teenagers. And uh, many of them have, are already seeing them, especially the little children, the ones that are not teenagers, the ones that are below the teenage years, uh, ones that are uh, before puberty. The ones that have uh, have not uh, had the what is called the uh, the changeover from mm-hmm. the changeover from the uh, what is the toddlers no uh, the, before the age of reason that is the best way to put it yes before the age of reason they are so uh, inquisitive and they question everything and of course that is a wondrous thing. Of to have. In fact, if everyone, even what is down the adults, were to go back into themselves and re, uh, re um, um, awaken the child within you, I guarantee you, you will see them and you will commune with them. And I can tell you, they commune with you every day. You just do not see them, but they're there. I bet some of the children on the line are just thinking, I can't wait. I'm going to tell my story because they'll believe me. (laughs) Absolutely. Understand, any child that says or thinks that they are not being heard Mm -hmm. by their parents, Mm -hmm. and their parents should be listening to this call as well, Mm -hmm. their parents should be assured that if your child says that he is seeing fairies, do not scold him or her, and do not tell them that they are telling lies, because they are telling the truth. It is their truth. So do not, uh, uh, what is called, um, um, what is the term? Reprimand them or correct them. them. Do Mm -hmm. not suppress them. Do not uh, say they are not seeing these things, because it is of the devil, wrong. It is not of the devil. It is not of what is termed uh, evil. Uh, What is termed as elementals are just as real as your dog or your cat. (laughs) And as we we make our transition, I bet we'll all start... um, uh, noticing and we'll start blending with these other beings more and more. It'll become a part of our way of life as we make our transition. Indeed. If you go out in what is termed in the moonlight hours in, in, uh, in, of a full moon mm-hmm. into a forest mm-hmm. and uh, do what is termed, of course, uh, uh, use common sense, of course, but do not go alone. But anyway, but do go out and do 
go out into nature and sit next to a tree and mm-hmm. tell the elementals that you wish to see them. Oh. You want to commune with them. Uh-huh. And they are welcome. And you will make no effort to try and catch them. You just wish to see them. Will they carry light, Zora? If you're out there in the dark, would they show up uh, as light? They will show out show up in several different ways. They can uh-huh. show up in what is termed as orbs, or uh-huh. they can show up in their physical form. Uh-huh. It depends on what is termed as just how uh, determined you are. Uh-huh. But I can assure you that fairies would love to uh, communicate with man. Mm-hmm. It's just that man has been so indoctrinated against it through what is termed religion, through what yeah. is termed as Christianity and things of this nature, that they have been told they cannot see these things because they are of the dark. Oh, and that is false. Because well, this is going to be very interesting. I think I think maybe some of these children will be telling stories that they've withheld sharing because no one would listen. You know. Oh, I can I I can assure you there may be many, and it would be wonderful to hear them uh, mm-hmm. to give their testimony to that they have been seeing these creatures, mm-hmm. and I can tell you that these creatures are there to help them and to commune with them, and to teach them. So they, they can teach. make friends? They can make friends and actually create a friendship um, with, with a particular uh, a particular elemental and create a friendship? Of course. You have, huh. you have what is called, many children, have, uh, they have what is called invisible friends, yeah. uh, in, imaginary friends. They are mm-hmm. not imaginary, they are real. Mm-hmm. So when someone says, I, my child is, has an imaginary friend, I can assure you they are not imaginary at all. Mm-hmm. They are seeing them. I can mm-hmm. assure you of that. And you, if you were to take the time and uh, be with your children and mm-hmm. sit with them, and when they say the, 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 the imaginary friend is there, now what you do, you sit down and you say to the imaginary being, or, right, or, or the being that they are seeing, please let me see you as well. Huh. Show me that you're real. Just put forth the effort and you shall see them. That I assure you. Oh, how oh, wonderful. Mm-hmm. Well, but this not is very interesting, but, but I'd like to get suppress. some of these children on the line. But do not suppress what they are seeing, because they are seeing them. That I can assure you. I can promise you that they are seeing they are seeing fairies, they are seeing elementals, they are seeing leprechauns, they are seeing gnomes. In the case of the children that are in what is termed as Ireland and the Scandinavian countries, they do see leprechauns. Leprechauns are quite real. Are there more leprechauns there, or is it just because the people accept them? Well, it's because they are accepted there. Leprechauns are noted to be in what is termed as the island of Ireland. Uh-huh. So, uh, that is where they are more commonly seen. But you do have elves that resemble leprechauns, and you do have what is called uh, uh, elf, uh, elfin, 
You have Elven and you have Elves. There are two different things. But they are all of the same uh, makeup. Uh, the elves are a little taller than the uh, than the elephant. Yeah. And the elephant you will see hiding in trees. Uh, I was just going to ask, Sora, do they live in a particular physical strata? I know there are some in civilizations inside of the crust of the planet, but others are just of a different dimension. Is there a difference no, there? No, they are actually on the surface. Wow. On the surface of Earth, mm-hmm. in many forest areas, you may see them. Mm-hmm. Many of them hide in trees, and uh, they do have what is called as uh, uh, tree elves and things of this nature. Mm. And you will see them in the branches of the trees. Mm. But uh, they do. Uh, you can see them, but you have to be focused in order to see them. Uh, we need to take more time with teenagers, of course. And um, uh, I wish to uh, speak with some that are what is called being bullied, uh, how to handle yes. bullying, uh, divorced families and pressures from peers. Yeah. Of this yeah. We need to hear some of them. Yes. Well, shall we start and now. see what, what the kids want to talk about now that they know Indeed. that we're willing to listen? <laughs> Absolutely. Let's do that Indeed. now. I'm going to go ahead and open Alexandria's line. She's the one that sent all those wonderful questions. And uh, she's got a long, long list. We've got about 12 or more hands up right now. Uh, But we'll let Alexandria start with a couple of her most important questions. And then we'll uh, we'll give the others a chance. Anne? Yes. Catherine? Hello? Yes? Uh, What about uh, would Sananda also be available to speak? I was actually going to ask him if he would come tonight. Um, yes, I think he will. I'll, I'll, while we talk with Alexandria, I'll speak Indeed. with him and see if, if oh, he'd like. Oh, then Alexandria may get an opportunity to speak with Sananda then. Indeed. Mm-hmm. Oh, that'll be nice. Okay, Catherine. We'll let you um, get in touch with Sananda, and we'll welcome Alexandria, who started all of this with her one email. See how powerful you are? With her one email saying we had overlooked a large segment of our society, the teens, the teenagers, and the children. And Alexandria, you were brave to do that and write that one email, and look what you started here. So... What what is foremost on your mind, Alexandria? Um, ooh, I'm trying. I'm looking. And how old my... are you? Tell tell us a little bit about yourself and where do you live? Um, I live in Port Orchard, Washington, okay. and I'm 18. And you're 18. Yep. Okay. Um, I'm a senior in high school right now. Mhm. Great. Yep. So kind of. Yeah. Well, what, what would you What would, would you, you like, like of all these subjects? Andrea. What Yeah. What subject would you like most to get the first answer on? Um, I think about. I think maybe about. Um, 
how we can interact with other teenagers at school um, mm-hmm. that aren't aware of um, all of this and who might think we're, you know, crazy or uh, mm-hmm. something like that. I think maybe the first question I would like to ask is, um, you know, we're encouraged to speak our truth at all times, but mm-hmm. how do we, you know, keep from getting bullied or thought of as crazy for um, speaking our truth, mm-hmm. you know, to other yeah, teenagers? It's a temptation just to join the crowd, isn't it, and set your own truth aside, and that's not what you're wanting to do, and that's not the way we grow. But it's a temptation because... Um, you you just don't know. But you know, uh, and I believe Sanand is here with us now. I bet you he could give us some insight uh, to answer that question, Alexandria. All right. Yes. Hello, Alexandria. This is Sananda. Hello, would... Sananda. Hello, dear. I would be happy to speak with you about these things. It is a serious issue for teenagers these days, the wanting to be accepted and yet wanting to be yourself. Sometimes those things don't agree. I do have a suggestion about how you can start these conversations. When you're, say, at lunch or walking with your friends. Say to them, you know, I'm very interested in what people think about these things. You don't have to start with yourself. Just say, I would like to do a little research project. This is for the older children. For younger ones, you can just say, I'd like to know how many people believe that there is there are such things as fairies or elves or gnomes or whatever you want to, to ask about? You can even say how many people believe in God and how many people have talked to Sananda. <laughs> and you can ask them to give their opinion. And I'll bet you will be very surprised that as soon as somebody acknowledges, as soon as someone admits that they know about these things, then all of a sudden everybody else starts saying, oh, yeah, well, there was this time. And many people will tell you their grandfather came to visit them after he passed, or a grandmother, or that they've seen a guardian angel. Many, many people will agree to these things, but they just don't talk about it because nobody asks them. So if you begin by being very curious and asking lots of people what they think about these things, not just an open-ended question, what do you think about religion, but ask Has anyone ever experienced
experienced something that they didn't tell anybody else about, but they thought maybe they saw a spirit or, you know, sometimes you kids call them ghosts. Well, I have news for you. I am a ghost, and I'm talking to you, aren't I? So there is no such thing as a scary, you know, terrifying, frightening ghost who is Sananda. And most of the time when people see a spirit or the feel the evidence of someone in spirit, it's someone who's there to try and make contact with them, someone who wants to talk with them, someone who wants to help them. So that's my suggestion about that kind of thing. And the more you start talking Mm -hmm. with people about these things, the more you'll make friends. You'll be surprised how many people will want to talk to you when you're curious and you're open. Does that help, dear? Yes, very much. Thank you. All right, good. Now, we are going to talk about bullying. I don't know mm-hmm. if that would be something you'd want to talk about now. Did you have other questions? Um, well, while you were speaking, I thought of something that um, had been on my mind a little while ago about um, the tsunami of love coming. And yeah. we were... Um, In another channel that I listened to, we were encouraged to um, help people who didn't understand what was going on um, inside them. And, you know, if they're scared, to try and um, help them understand that nothing is wrong and that we need to just let it happen and relax. But I have a friend who's atheist, and I don't really know... If she comes to um, if she comes to me for uh, comfort, I don't know how to explain what's going on. Like I can't say that you know this is a gift from God because she doesn't believe in God. And mm. I would uh, really like to know how to help her because out of all of my friends, I really want to help her the most. Yes, that is. Uh, It can be a little touchy, but do you know why she decided she doesn't believe in God? I don't think she's ever told me explicitly why she doesn't believe in God. Why don't you ask her? You might find that she's, there are a few reasons that people make that decision. One of them is often that they think that God does bad things to people. And she doesn't believe that there's such a thing. Well, she's actually right. From her point of view, there is no punishing God, and she doesn't believe that God is is uh, monkeying in every minute of your life and making things happen to you all the time, it's true. She's right. 
God does not punish people, and neither does does God interfere and intervene in your daily life all the time, creating trouble for you or or fixing things for you. Of course, we can help out when we're asked, but we are not meddling and interfering and uh, throwing our weight around. And that's the way most people are taught that God behaves. So if she's been taught God is this angry, punitive being who sits up there on a cloud, has a long beard, and, and hands out judgments of people, she is absolutely right. And maybe that's what she thinks being an atheist is. Mm. I think so maybe- that in general, um, oh, sorry, you can continue. Mm, that's all right. Just maybe that's what she thinks it means to not believe in God. I think that a lot of um, atheists' thought process is that it just seems illogical to them because they they only um, believe in what they can sense with their five senses. They don't believe that there are things that exist that they can't see, but they're... I'm thinking there may be more, um, like, uh, buried reasons in their subconscious that they haven't really admitted to themselves or um, they've they've sort of, like, covered that with uh, just pure logic. Absolutely. We're going to get into that kind of thing, that defensive sort of thinking. Um, but there are a couple of things you can you can approach people with when they say they don't believe in anything that they can't see or feel or touch or measure in a laboratory. Ask them a few questions like, do you believe you have any intuition? And lots of them will say, oh, yes, well, I have intuition. Well, where do you think it comes from? Actually, that is part of your connection to your higher self. But they wouldn't want to admit that. Another thing you could ask them would be, you know how people are always saying they can tell when someone's looking at them from behind? Oh, did that ever happen to you? And they'll say, oh, yes, yes, I felt that. Well, what do you think that is? Is that a sixth sense? And if so, how do you use it? There are all kinds of ways you can get around those questions. The Another thing you can say is, have you ever seen an x-ray of a self? You know you have a self, right? You call yourself I. Where do you suppose mm-hmm. that is? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so it'll get it'll make them think. You don't need to try to argue them out of their beliefs. Just give them a question that makes them ponder. And then the next time they talk to you, ask them another one of these questions, and pretty soon they're going to start talking to you about 
where do you think up all these things and how do you get these ideas? And you'll think of lots too yourself. Mm. So your goal is to try and help people open their minds, isn't it? You're yeah, very thoughtful. You're a very that, thoughtful um, girl. You have a lot of intuition about people. Yeah, okay. I think that I um, am pretty sensitive about how other people are feeling, and sometimes mm-hmm. it even affects me. Like, I'm really sensitive about how um, my parents are feeling and um, my sister and brother. Sometimes it um, affects my own emotions. And I try to, you know, shield myself so that it doesn't affect me as much, but sometimes it's just too much and I get really emotional. Well, there's nothing wrong with being emotional. That's another thing that people think is a bad thing. You shouldn't have any feelings. You should be less sensitive. Well, what they're really saying is that you should be insensitive. (laughs) We don't prefer that. But you know, there are ways that you can learn to protect yourself without having to actually shield yourself. If you... Uh, We will ask Anne to direct you to the place on her website where she has placed the exercise of how to create a pillar of light around you. And when you create the pillar of light around you at all times, you will be protected and you will feel safe. And then if anyone sends negative energy in your direction, it just bounces off. So you can be as... That sounds lovely. Mm. It's right there. It's a very nice exercise, and it was given to all of you from Ashtar. So I know you will enjoy it. Yeah, I'll just interject at this point, if that's okay, Sananda. Um, because people would probably want to jot it down. But you can go to hollowearthnetwork.com. That's our website. And right there on the home page, um, you'll also see the picture of Sananda and his autobiography and his scriptures. There's a link right there. And you'll also see the word affirmations. And when you click on that, there's all these, This I do that pillar of light every day myself, and it's right there under the word affirmations, and it comes, uh, as Sananda just told us, from Ashtar. And it's easy to do and easy to memorize, and then you can do it anywhere you are. Yes. Hi. And that will help you if you are around people who are negative. You create your pillar of light and turn it up. So whenever they're trying to send you negative feelings, you just turn up your light and you keep concentrating on turning up your light and you will be protected. Okay. Um, I think that I would like to move on to some other questions just so that we can 
um, get through all of these important topics. Matthew, did you okay. want to submit another question, or are you saying you'd like to let one of the others ask a question? Um, I think that um, I would like to maybe ask another question later, but we could have someone else ask a question right now. Yeah, they might. Someone else might bring up one of your questions because this mm-hmm. is such an obviously open discussion. Uh, with um, um, willing listeners that really need to hear and, and and speakers that need to finally be able to speak their truth. So um, we'll hold on mm-hmm. to your mm-hmm. other questions a little bit, Alexandria, and uh, mm-hmm. move on, and then we'll, we'll bring you back in ever so often. Is that okay? Sure, that sounds good. Okay, sweetie. Thank you, honey. Sananda... Yes, Father God. Many which is termed teenagers do not know who Samanda is. So you may wish to explain who you are. Oh, yes, indeed. Uh, I am, my soul name is Samanda, and I am one that you have known as Jesus. I did come to this life um, to live as Jesus. So I am talking with you and uh, speaking with you from the perspective of having experienced that lifetime on earth and having come to teach about God on the earth. So I have experience life here just as you have. But I prefer to use my original name, which is Sananda. Indeed. I will add a little bit to what is and uh, what you were speaking out to uh, um, the beloved creature that was speaking about uh, what is termed as show your love as an example to those that you wish to uh, convey your feelings to. By showing your love, by showing your love, they will respond accordingly. And uh, show your love no matter what they say to you. Give back love to them no matter what they say to you. Contrary to what you are saying, uh, let's just issue forth your uh, uh, pillar of light of protection and you just issue forth the, and generate what is, or, or transmit the energy of love and understanding for them to receive. And you can do it silently. Uh, just say, uh, from the Lord God of my being, I demand the expression of pure love and give the expression of pure love outward to the peoples, and they shall respond. That I assure you. Yes, indeed. And Alexandria is is a very loving young girl. She mm-hmm. expresses her love very directly in her concern for others. So you need not worry, Alexandria. 
you will be received. Oh, this is wonderful teachings. Thank you. Thank you so much, uh, Sananda and Zora. Uh, and this is one of our most vital calls. I'm going to go to the next uh, um, young person here, and let's see who it is in area code 703, ending in 1515. And uh, we would like you to give your first name and where you live and how old you are and what your question is. Hi, my name is Avery in Virginia, and I wake up at 5.30 every morning to get ready for school, and my only interest in school is music, and I'm wondering with all the changes about to uh, occur, if it's worth going to school the rest of the year, or changing school systems to an alternative school. And how old are you, Avery? I'm 14. 14. And who would you like to answer your question? Um, Father God. Okay. You wish to know if it is important for you to continue your education and uh, and just not uh, uh, the music as well, uh, only? Of course, you need to expand your mind. And uh, by doing what is termed as learning, uh, what you do, you go into yourself, into the Lord God of your being. And that is what is termed as your higher self, as you term it. It is the Lord God within you. And what is termed as, when you do, uh, music is a beautiful thing, is a beautiful expression. And I, I encourage you to continue that. But also, do what is termed as go within yourself and, and ask for the Lord God of your being to give you the teaching and the understanding of what you need to better um, equip yourself with what is to come and what is understand. Um, as you go forward in your teachings, you are going to learn more and what you are going to receive by saying to the Lord God of your being to, ex- to receive only that that is going to be beneficial to your, uh, what is called, um, evolution. Then you will have your answer as to what you need to learn. Oh, that was okay. good. Okay, um, and um, Avery, does that pretty much handle your question, sweetie? Yes. Okay, honey. So it looks like you're going to stay in school a while, doesn't it? <laughs> of course. <laughs> and this you will love it. You'll, you'll find ways, ways to Go love ahead. these other subjects. Would you like to add something to that? Yes, I would like to. <clears throat> I've studied a lot in my life, a lot of different things. And for a lot mm-hmm. of my life, I wasn't sure what I wanted to do, but I I liked art, and I liked politics, and I liked music, and I liked languages. And I ended up studying all of them. And here I am on this telephone call with you, and I eventually became a psychologist, and everything I studied became relevant. I never expected 
to be true. The mathematics that I studied, and I thought, oh, when am I ever going to use this? But when you study all different kinds of things, if you want to create music, your music will be very boring if you don't have a well-rounded education. You'll need to you need to know a lot in order to write music or play music well. So there are many things that you're going to want to study if you really Indeed. love music. Not, not, not just music, of course. Uh, mm-hmm. Yes, you are correct in your grammar and things of this nature because you must be able to express yourself in what is termed as uh, your song and your music. So you mm-hmm. do want to learn uh, what is called reading and what is termed as language and things of this nature, English, to express yourself in the proper way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure this is what you mean. Yes, that's what I was referring to. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Well, that was... Now, Avery, um, yeah, your line is still open if you want to make any uh, comments or, or last questions before we go on. You've got some wonderful answers here, and uh, it's very, very true. Um, I think we all realize the importance of what Catherine and Father God just shared with all of us. Avery, anything else? Yeah. Um, no, I think that's it. That answered my question. Okay, honey. All righty, I'm going to close you. your line uh, because there's others that are waiting here. And I'm opening uh, area code. Avery, if you'll press number one on your cell, on your keypad. Uh-oh. I'm in 978, but you apparently have the computer on with the telephone. 978, um, can you speak and tell us your name and location and how old you are? Hi, my name is Nora, and I'm nine years old, and I live in Rockport, Massachusetts. Uh-huh. Hi, Gloria. Okay. Oh, what I don't, would you like Nora. to ask? No, no, wait. Your name? Yeah, Nora. Nora. Oh, well. Wow. No, Nora. Yeah. <laughs> Nora. Right? Indeed. Yeah. Okay, oh. Nora. Nine years old in Massachusetts. All right, Nora, what would you like to talk about? Well, um, I was wondering what our teachers in school would be like in the fifth dimension. Oh, that's a great question. (laughs) Well, who do you think you'd like to ask to answer that question, Nora? Sure, Sananda. Okay. Let's ask Sananda. Yes. Indeed. Yes, my dear Nora. It will be a wonderful time. You see, teachers in the fifth dimension have a much greater understanding because they are connected to their hearts they are connected to God and they have a point of view that is much wider and wiser than 
those who have lived only in the third dimension. It means that your teacher will be able to communicate with you telepathically. You won't have to explain yourself. You won't even have to have any tests. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because your teacher will feel how you feel, will understand what you have already learned, and will be able to take you the next step. And they will also be able to explain things to you in a way that will be very easy for you to understand because they will be following your thinking step by step. They will think with you instead of against you. You know, sometimes when teachers give you these assignments and they're made for everybody and some kids really like them and other kids hate it and some people think they're not learning anything and others just want to please the teacher and so on. Well, in the fifth dimension, there's none of that because you will be completely tuned in to your teacher. You can ask for what you want to learn and you only need to think it in your thoughts and present it to your teacher in your thoughts what you would like to learn about. And then there are all kinds of wonderful ways to learn. We have holographic images. We have fabulous libraries. We have all kinds of, of methods of learning that you haven't even seen yet. So school in the fifth dimension is a glorious thing. You will find you're so curious that you can't ever live enough lifetimes as a soul to learn all the things that that you would love to know about. And you can study the universe by traveling around it. You can learn about God by speaking to God. You can learn about all the things you'd like to learn in a very... um, friendly and helpful environment that's designed especially to help you learn whatever you'd like to know. How does that sound to you? That sounds pretty cool. (laughs) You have what is termed as living libraries. And what is termed as a living library is you go into the library and you get a disc, and you put it on a tellurium plate, and it is uh, put in the machine, and it is played. And when it is played, you are actually there in the book, and you live it. Reality. Mm-hmm. It's like being inside a movie or inside the play. Inside the history. Inside the history, yes. You say you have what is called, you are learning about uh, uh, the, um, um, you have what is called the uh, pilgrims and uh, coming onto the shores of uh, the Americas. 
and you put the uh, the disc on there, and you are actually on the ship with them. And uh, you are watching the ship as it comes in to, uh, uh, to anchor itself off of the West Indies and things of this nature, or Plymouth Rock. So you are actually there watching it occur. And that is, how, that is the best way to learn, hands-on. Ooh. <laughs> and as far as, as the teachers, the teachers shall, like I said, uh, they will transmit their thoughts to you and your thoughts to them. You will not have what will be termed as uh, homework. It will be a joy for you. Ooh. Yes. And will it change our opinion of uh, history as we have been told it right now? Oh, indeed. Absolutely. You shall see the actual truth of it, not just what is being written down, but you shall experience the actual occurrence of it. Wow. Mm-hmm. Which many times will be very different from what's written in the history books. Because the people who are writing the history books now didn't live then. They're just telling the story that someone told to someone else, and some people wrote a few things down, but not all of it. So the history books only give a tiny piece of what's possible. The library that Father God is speaking of, which is called the... uh, uh, the Troy, the Battle of Troy, uh, well, things of this nature. You will actually mm-hmm. be there to watch it happen. Wow. You know, I have heard that the history books were written by uh, the winners. If there was a war, it wasn't the vanquished that wrote the history book. It was It was the conquerors that wrote the history book, and we see it through... Whatever mm, they, of course. eyes they have. Yes, uh-huh. you only see one side of it. You want to see uh-huh. all sides. Yes. Well, Nora, that was quite interesting. Now I bet you're looking forward to going to school. The sooner the yeah. better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, honey, I'm going to move on. There's, there's a lot of your friends waiting. A lot of the kids are here. They've all got special questions. So... Yours was a great one, Nora, and I want to thank you for it. And I'm going to go ahead and close your line, okay? And my son has a question, if it's possible. What? My son has a question, well, if it's possible. Oh, go ahead. Yes? Hey, um, my name is Rowan. I'm 13. Rowan? Uh Mm Uh-huh. Greetings, Um, Rowan. Hey, I was wondering, um, when we move to the fifth dimension, will there be, like, uh, if there will be, um, what will they be like, like laws and government or any sorts of stuff like that? Hmm. You will have, when you go into fifth dimension, it is, understand what fifth dimension is. It is the doorway to all higher dimensions. Once you have reached the full fifth dimension and uh, you are in the full uh, reality of it, then you shall have a doorway that shall take you infinitely higher 
to all higher dimensions. Uh, you mean you're talking about laws and things of this nature? No, not as you term laws as they have today. It will be a different type of a law, not, not a law. Is there's going to be a law of joy, what is termed as what you learn shall be for your benefit, and it, you know, it will not be anything harsh at all uh, that will uh, hinder you in your development. In, in what is termed as hollow earth, you have, a, you have the, the beings that are going to school, they are, ed, they are edified by their, their peers and edified by their parents and things of this nature. They are uplifted. They are encouraged to be who they are and to be who they want to be they are in, in, in what is called uh, um, um, mm, um, encouraged to do exactly what they wish to do. And they will not be what is called uh, suppressed in not being able to do that. Um, the children in Hollow Earth are never suppressed to do anything uh, or oppressed to do anything. They are allowed to be themselves. And that is what fifth dimension will al allow you to be what you want to be and uh, to the fullest un uh, understanding of your existence. What about government? Uh, Rowan was asking about government. Government, there, be? Uh -huh. there is no, no, everything shall become one, meaning in, in a telepathic way, you will know all, and you will not need government because government is for what could be termed as control. And why would you want a government to have control when you are the ones that are bringing reality to play, into play? So never know. Uh, in Hollow Earth, there's no what you term government, as you term it, and um, it is a joy never a government. It is a joy to be one with each other and become one with each other. That way, no one is ever what is termed as in disagreement because you are all understanding the same thought. Zora, you know, that this is wonderful because governments don't let us do what we want to do. They prescribe what we have to do and boundaries. And all of Indeed. those things won't be there. And there shall be yes. no boundaries at all. Once disclosure has been uh, given and your galactic uh, federation or, or galactic federation of light shall be bringing forth what is termed mentors upon the, the face of the planet Earth, all of this shall... The governments will be no more. The governments will be never will not be important anymore because you will be so full of joy you will have no time for them. <laughs> and and that's also, the best thing we've heard. <laughs> oh my! <laughs> there is no need to rebel against anything if no one is pressing you. Indeed, that is so. Will, will there be like um? Kind of just, well, by laws, I kind of meant things like that you aren't allowed to do or that, that the government would usually enforce or something like that. Will there be anything no, it, like that? This is Sananda. No, it, 
it does not operate that way. There are things that you will want to do and that will give you great joy so that there is no need to tell you what you shouldn't do because you will be much too busy doing things that will please you and will please everyone around you. And when you have that kind of connection with the people around you, there's no need for anyone to tell you what not to do. Okay, you yeah, wouldn't that even a lot. want to do something that would be harmful to others. Yeah. Because you will see the consequences and you will decide ahead of time that you wouldn't mm-hmm. want to do something harmful. And the thoughts of being doing things harmful shall not even enter into your vocabulary because you will be of a higher dimension. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and by that time, would free will be gone because it was free will that allowed the dark ones to have their way with us and no one to stop them? Once what is termed as uh, the uh, what is called uh, disclosure has been fully uh, realized, mm-hmm. there shall not be any of that present, none of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, there shall be uh, only what is termed as, uh, just like uh, what is termed as the the, power, the, the, the terminology of uh, using your mouth to communicate will be a thing of the past because uh-huh. you will all understand and be able to uh, communicate mind-to-mind communications and you will not have to worry about spoken words. Okay. No duality. This Thank is you very so much. amazing. You know, this is wonderful. Thank you. Thank you, Rowan. Those were great questions. Thank you, Rowan. You and Nora did good. Um, and I'm going to go ahead and close your line and ask you to hit number one on your keypad, uh, Rowan, so that it helps me clear the board here. And I'm going to go to area code 804. Uh, ending in 8795. And remember, we'd like to hear your name and where you live and how old you are. 51 minutes. 804. There you go. Hello? Your line is... Uh-huh. You're open now. Hi. Um, my name is Amalia. I'm coming... I'm calling from Virginia, and I am 16 years old. Um... I was wondering about twin flames. Uh, will teenagers meet their twin flame, and uh, how will we know since our hormones are all over the place as teenagers? <laughs> <laughs> and how do you spell your name? Is it Amalia? Yes, Amalia. A M A. Oh, I've got it right. Yeah. Okay, honey. L-I-A. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, if Father God could uh, answer, that'd be great. You wish to know if you're going to meet your twin flames as teenagers? Quite possibly, yes. This is Catherine. Um, Father God, can you explain a little bit about um, what the circumstances would be? I mean, how, how does it work with children? Are they aware that they have a twin flame when they're... In training in higher dimensions? And sometimes they do. You have Mm -hmm. what is termed as uh, many uh, uh, teenagers uh, 
uh, in the early stages of uh, teenagehood, come across beings uh, of, of like self that they have a, a very, very strong attraction to. And in many cases, that is, and I'm not speaking of what is termed as a first love, as you term it, but infatuation. I am speaking of a very strong bond between them. They may not be of the same, what is called, in the same family. They could be in in different families. But there is a strong uh, attraction to them, not uh, in a, what is called, um, um, not in a sexual manner, but in a uh, being drawn together as a magnet would be drawn together. And uh, not in, like I said, not in what is termed as a, um, uh, in a sexual way or what is termed as uh, uh, infatuation, but it would be um, um, a sense of magnetism that is so strong that neither one shall deny it. That which will be their twin flame. Mm-hmm. So even in um, higher dimensions, the children live their lives um, in an independent way. Indeed. Mm-hmm. And would not encounter their twin flames until they're ready to experience that. When they're that. ready to, they will know beyond any doubt. Mm-hmm. There shall not be any doubt whatsoever that they are meant to be with each other. Mm-hmm. No, they do not have to be mates. They are just drawn together in a, what is termed, uh, in, uh, not as a mate, but as uh, uh, maybe fast friends uh, in uh-huh. the beginning. A deep kind and, of friendship. Uh, you know, yes, uh, just a, uh, a bond between them that is so strong that nothing will be able to tear it apart. And that is, uh, is twin flame uh, uh, energy. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Do you Father wish to God. add anything to that, Sananda? No, this is Catherine for now. I just had a question, so <laughs> I decided to come back. Um, oh, indeed. Let's, let's see. I think, I think Sananda is giving the nod to that. If, if uh, Amalia is, is comfortable with her answer... Amalia, yes, are you there? Yes, very much so. Okay, yes, great. So yes. you said oh. that you could find your twin flame in a best friend, even? You could, yes, indeed. Uh, in a best friend, a friend that is so uh, bonded to you that uh, there is no separation. You you would be to a point where you will not want to be separate from each other. And that is the bond of uh, twin flame. And you know that they'll never let you down. They'll always Absolutely be there. Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's oh. awesome. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Amalia. <laughs> Thank you, sweetheart. Thank you very much. Nice having you on the call, Amalia. I'm going to close your line, and I, I do ask you to press number one. 
and uh, that will help me clear the board a little bit here. And we're going on to uh, 334, ending in 4464. And remember, we'd like to know your name and where you live and how old are you. What's your question? Uh, hi. Um, I am Shakira, and I live in Alabama. In Alabama. Alabama. And what is your name? You want to spell your name for us? T-A-K-I-R-A. Z like zebra, like a zebra? Z-A-K-L-I-A? No, Shakira. Oh, gosh, I'm awful at these names. <laughs> oh, it's a beautiful name. It's a beautiful name. Well, uh, <laughs> well, we, we'll, we'll let you go ahead and present your question, sweetheart. Go right ahead, honey. How old? How old are you? Nine. Nine. Okay, honey, go right ahead. Okay. How old is the oldest mermaid? Hmm. How old is the Maybe. oldest mammals? No, I think he's mermaid. mammals or mermaids. Mermaid. Oh, God. Okay. The oldest mermaid uh, would be termed as over 100,000 years old. Oh, my goodness. Wow. And they look to be uh, 19 or 20. <laughs> well, I can't wait to meet some of them. That sounds delightful. Does that answer your question, Shakira? Um, are there spaceships on the dark side of the moon? Are there spaceships on the black side no, of the moon? I think she said, why are there spaceships? on the dark side of the moon. Yes. Well, it is a good place to hide them. (laughs) And there are spaceships everywhere. Indeed. There are spaceships in your skies even now. If you go out in the evening and you see a bright star, which is not a star, of course, and you take what is termed as a very strong, what is called a flashlight, and you flash upon it with it uh, toward what is termed as the, uh, uh, toward the, uh, uh, the star, and it shall flash back to you. When it does that, you will know it is not a star. Oh, yes, and you little ones have the ability to communicate directly with your star brothers and sisters. All you have to do is open your mind and say, I, from the Lord God of my being, I wish to communicate with you. And point to whatever star it may be, or ship it may be, and then sit back and just be very silent and see what you hear. That's awesome. They will dance for you if you desire. Ask them to do a little dance for you and watch them, and they shall start jumping around. 
and they, they are dancing for you. So, uh, <laughs> little one, you do have a great knowledge, and you do have a great power within you. But even though you are small, you are very, very powerful, more powerful than your parents. <laughs> Because your mind is open. Correct. Yes. All right. Does that answer your question, Shakira? Yes. Okay. All right. We'll move on then. We're moving ahead, folks. And uh, Shakira, if you'll press number one on your telephone keypad. That'll clear you from the board, and it'll help me. And um, really good questions, Shakira. Thank you, honey. And we're going to 251, ending in 0978. Uh, your name, where you live, how old you are. What's your question? 251. 251, you're open. Oh nine eight. Kids aren't so familiar with this system. Yeah. <laughs> How we call well, usually their name. the parent is there. Um two five one, if your phone number is two five one and it ends with zero nine seven eight, uh you can talk now and you can ask your question. Sounds like no one there. Well, we'll have to move on. I guess we'll have to move on. We're sorry. Okay, I'll close that line, and I'm opening 207, ending in 0058. And remember your name, where you live, how old you are, and what's your question? Hi. Can you hear me? (laughs) Yeah, we can hear you. Hi, this is Barbara. I'm actually asking a question for my my son, he's a 15-year-old. His name is Joel, and he mm-hmm. wants. His name is Joel, and he he actually doesn't have a question, but he, other than he wants to know if you can ask him a question that he could, you know, think about and get wiser with. <laughs> <laughs> That's lovely. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like he's a deep thinker. Uh, yeah. Very much. Very, he's right here hmm. listening. Well, who, this is who one. Who would you like to answer this question, Joel? Anyone who desires it most. <laughs> How about you, Sananda? Well, I was here. It's Catherine, so I'll call Sananda back. Okay, we'll give you just a minute here. And um, when Sananda comes in, I'm going to guess that he already knows what the question was. A question for a question. Sananda, are you here? Yes, indeed. Um, A question. Let's try this. Joel, 
What question would stretch your mind to such a degree that you will no longer have to ask questions? (laughs) But you will instead... Seek truth. I have to say that's a bit of a funny coincidence. I was I was actually expecting that because one of the, uh, instead of that question, uh, prior to forming that idea, I thought of a question I might ask that was along the lines of when will the time come and I don't need to ask any more questions. (laughs) Well, as Father God was describing to you, the time will come when you will communicate telepathically and when your teachers and those mentors and friends around you follow your train of thought and offer vision, openness, direction, possibilities to you, you will barely come to the point where you have formulated a question when they will already be showing you the direction to follow. And it will become not the question and answer where you ask for something and someone tells you what it is. That is not really education. That's someone giving you their limited opinion, their limited information, and telling it to you as if it's truth. When you see, I, sh- I shall add to this. Yes. What is termed as when you become what is called unity consciousness, and you have what is termed as the Christ consciousness within you, you shall have your answers, all of them, and there shall be no other questions. Can you imagine that? Well, I I would probably already be in a different area if I could, but uh, exactly. (laughs) Uh, It is something to look forward to, isn't it? Quite. Thank you. Yes. Yes. Thank you for your... Thank you for your wonderful... Yeah. Thank you, Joel. We're very honored with your question, and uh, you've got a lot of minds pondering things right now. Um, Grateful that you joined us, Joel. And uh, please press number one now, if you don't mind, help clear the board. And uh, we're opening 703, ending in 1139, and we 
We're asking for your mm-hmm. first name and where you live and how old you are. And what's your question? Hi, this is Bridget's mom. She's here with me. She's 11, and we're from Virginia. Mm-hmm. And her question is, if Lucifer is good, why is he portrayed as evil in the Bible? And she would like to ask Jesus this question. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, this is this is Sananda Jesus, and I can tell you that Lucifer is one of my best friends. We work together. We know each other well. Now, why do you suppose it was the wish of those who wrote the Bible to portray Lucifer as evil? Think about it. Lucifer is a powerful light worker. He found himself in many circumstances where he was in opposition to those who were trying to control, who were trying to strike fear into the hearts of all the population. And Lucifer stood against that. And many times he was in direct opposition to those in power. Now, you know it's a small trick that those in power play when they want to uh, eliminate a problem. They will try to discredit the messenger. You see it in your politics all the time. If there is someone who's who's gaining in popularity with the people and encouraging the people to stand for themselves, to learn about themselves, to speak with their own voices, then, of course, the most convenient way to discredit the ideas is to discredit the messenger. Now, that was the first, the original reason why the the person of Lucifer was discredited. But there was another reason, and that was that it served them well to have uh, an idea of a very powerful boogeyman, basically, to scare people with. If you don't do as you're told, you will go to hell. And the devil himself will torture you for the rest of your days. Well, that's a pretty gruesome, terrifying picture. And it went a long way to keeping people quiet, keeping them from rebelling against those who oppressed them. It was just a convenient way. And once they had found how effective they could be at creating a boogeyman and calling him Lucifer, it served several purposes at the same time. Just as they, I might add, just as they did with Judas. Judas was not a traitor. He was my dear friend. 
So you see, it's a very common means of when people are really cowardly and they want to stay in power, they will use whatever slander they can come up with. That was all it was, just slander. But it caught on. And so they decided to use it frequently. And the more the story was told, the grander and darker it became. And that is how the devil was created. It wasn't a new idea in the Bible. There were stories long before through many civilizations where there was some sort of dark, bad individual who would frighten people in their imaginations. Not in fact, they're never you've never talked to anyone who actually saw the devil, have you? You've never seen him yourself? There's no such thing. And certainly it was not Lucifer. Does that answer your question, dear? Yes. All right. I hope that you are reassured that there is no devil and that Lucifer is really a very bright and loving person. He especially likes children, too, if you heard him before. He's very fond of children, and he understands these things about saying bad things about people and what an effect it has. So, we're not going to believe it, are we? No. <laughs> also understand, beloved uh, uh, Bridget. Bridget, uh, what is termed as the reptilian race that has been taken upon, taken off of the planet, they were what is called a mixture of what was termed the Anunnaki and uh, another race that was uh, upon the planet that was bringing forth um, lies about uh, Lucifer and things of this nature. And until they were removed from the planet, that belief about devils and things and demons uh, was uh, themselves that uh, portrayed the, uh, uh, the devil and the demons because they were reptilian. And they uh, appeared in such manner that it would scare people. So uh, they were created, they, have, they were the ones that created what was to be termed as the devil and demons in that manner. But they have been removed from the planet and they are no longer or no more. So, um, the devil or demons, as they term it, or Satan, is uh, what is termed as a thought form and nothing more. So just think of the devil as a thought form and nothing more. And when people do uh, to read the Bible to you and talk about Satan, you just tell them, oh, that? Oh, Satan doesn't exist. Don't worry about him. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. Did that answer your question, Bridget? Yes. Thank you. <laughs> okay. 
Okay, mm-hmm. honey. I'm going to go ahead and close your line. And we thank you again. And I'm sure that helped a lot of people because you asked that question. And uh, Bridget, can you touch number one on your keypad for us and help clear our line? Thank you, honey. And you might also do what is termed as if you ever see something that is scaring to you, look at it and laugh at it. Just laugh at it because it is a no thing. Do not give it substance. If you have uh, a nightmare or something, uh, grab a hold of it and laugh upon it. You will take the power away from it. Yes. You, I don't know if she heard you say this is anything that frightens you, anything that scares you. You laugh mm-hmm. at it. Mm-hmm. Just change the vibration of it. Yeah. Change the vibration. Yeah. Okay, I've got uh, a new line open, and we have just one more, and then we can get back to Alexandria, who uh, still is sitting there with a list of many questions. So uh, area code 678, ending in 0409, we'd like your name and where you live, how old are you, and what what is your question? Um, Hi. Hi. Hi, my name is Jovine. I'm 17, and I'm from Georgia. And how old are you? Name again, please, dear. My name is Jovine. I'm 17, and I'm from Georgia. Georgia. Thank you. And what is your question, Jovine? Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. Oh, just, oh, my gosh, I'm about to cry. Hold on, please. It's all right. It's all right. I'm sorry. I'm just so happy right now. Oh, we love tears of joy. (laughs) Okay, okay. Yes. Yes. Okay, um, I have a question and a request. Um, Indeed. My little brother, he's nine. Um, I mean, he's 11. Whoops. Um, yeah, he's 11. <laughs> um, he was wondering if the Bible is fake. <laughs> well, this is Sananda. We don't, we wouldn't use that term exactly, fake, but there are are certainly many things in the Bible that are not true. Um, As I've told you, I lived a life as Jesus, so I certainly know where I was and what I did and what I said, and there's quite a lot in the Bible that's not true and not accurate. There's also quite a lot that's been left out. And this is why I have asked to write the new scriptures. And in the new scriptures, I presented some very short stories about and lessons about the truth, 
about how it actually was and about um, who we are and about life and spirituality and uh, living many lifetimes and so on and about our connection to God. So there is quite a lot in the new scriptures that I think will explain things and you might even read some to your brother. If you read them yourself, I think you'll find it very interesting and fairly easy to read. I tried to make very understandable. So if you read those those chapters that I wrote, I think you'll find a lot of answers about what's accurate in the Bible and what isn't. I didn't go Can you through tell them where they are? Oh, yes. They are in, in several places now. You can find the new scriptures on uh, the websites that we uh, talk about here, the who needs light dot org website that is uh that belongs to Catherine and the hollow earth network dot com that is the website for Anne, the Lady Nada who is on the call tonight. And in both places you'll find the links to what I have called the new scriptures. So I ask you to go and read them and let us know what you think. Will you call back and tell us if you've read some of them and and you can tell your brother about what you read? Can you do that, dear? Yes. Um, actually, we've, uh, we're on like chapter 22 of the New Scriptures and we've all, except my brother, we've all read um, oh, almost all of us. We've read um, Sananda's autobiography, and we listened to Lucifer's story. Oh, good. Well, then you do know the truth, mm-hmm. and you can you can explain to him. Um, the Bible is a real book. It's just there's lots in it that was made up. And you know, as Father God was telling you, a lot of it was in order to control people and in order to scare people. There's one thing in particular that the Bible emphasizes that we wanted to try to eliminate, and that is you don't need a priest or a minister or a pope or some, you know, religious person to interpret who God is. And you don't need anybody to help you talk to God. Here you are on this call and you're talking to the one that people call Jesus and the one we call Father God. And you're talking to us. We can talk to you anytime directly. I'll whisper in your ear tonight to show you that you don't need a book to learn about Sananda. You don't need a book to learn about who God is. We're here for you all the time. And we love hearing from you. It's such a pleasure to hear your voice 
and to hear your questions. Thank you for calling. Thank you for um, taking our calls. That's Indeed, nice. beloved Master, beloved uh, uh, more beings. <laughs> so, well, I'm, we have one one person still patiently waiting, and we have 17 minutes left. Uh, Jobine, I'm going to close your line, sweetheart, and if you'll just touch number one, that'll clear up our board. And I'm opening uh, the last question, and then maybe we can get back to Alexandria. I promised her I would. Uh, mm-hmm. But this is the last question, 360, ending in 2205. Remember your name, where you live, how old are you, and what's your question? Area code 360. Hello. Yes, hi, honey. Hi, my name's Kaya May, and I'm 13, and I live in Glacier Springs, Washington. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Um, well, I just wanted to ask, um, in the fifth dimension, since there isn't going to be a whole bunch of violence and stuff, um, I really love reading books, but... A lot of the books that I read, since I read, like, um, fantasy, action, adventure, and stuff, um, I was wondering if, like, all the violence will be removed and stuff, like, how people are going to um, write stories like that, because I like writing stories, too, that are action, adventure, but they have a lot of violence. And I was wondering if we're still going to be allowed to read all those books, or if they're going to be, like, Taken away or something? And you will you will be writing things about uh, uh, loving beings instead of violent beings. Uh, so you will be writing uh, fan- uh, not just what is termed fantasy stories, but reality of um, wonderful loving beings, not uh, what would be termed as violent. From the because you won't be interested in the things in the same way. Dear, you'll be seeing such wonders around you that you'll want to write about the things you see and the things you feel. Mm, we just lost Father God's um, landline. I'm going to have to wait and see if he shows back up. He got disconnected. Oh, no. And we've got one more. Somebody just slipped in. I thought we were on the last one, but someone just slipped in. So we have one more question. We're going to try to get uh, to, uh, well, let's see. I've got to, I've got to find him. So Kia May did that. Did we explain? Did we answer your question? Well, um, well, I was wondering about the books that we're reading, too. I like... The ones that do have violence, are they just going to be taken away, or will we still be able to read them, even if we aren't interested in that kind of stuff anymore? Well, it's not so much that things will be taken away as, you know, people walk up and grab it out of your hands. No. Um, There will be information when you go to the library and... and, uh, as Father God was describing, and play the um, 
the machine that creates history, you will see that there was violence in the world, but you won't want to experience it anymore. You won't be as interested in it because you can go there and find out about it any time you want. But the creations of your imagination will be much greater and and uh, farther ranging because there are such wonders to experience in the higher dimensions and such love for you to experience that you will be swept up in the the wonder of it. Mm-hmm. And you won't want to look back at those old times that were so difficult and painful. You'll want to celebrate and feel joyful because it's so much more fun. <laughs> and that is so. Sorry, I did not. I must have hit the wrong button and got cut off. Well, I found you. I've got you back here. I found you. Indeed. The other thing I wish to mention in what is time, the New Testament, in the, uh, the scriptures of the uh, Sananda speaking to the disciples, he said, uh, in, re- in reference to what is time, healing, he said, marvel not what I do, for greater shall you do, if you only believe that you can. Not in my name, that is words have been added into it is a Bible and took away the yeah. essence of the teaching. It says, God said, Jesus said, marvel not what I do, for greater shall you do if you only believe that you can. And I can assure you, you can. And you will. <laughs> and, and you do. Mm-hmm. Before we go back to the other being, uh, young being, I wish Alex- to do a term, mm-hmm. Alexandria. What I oh, I do, have one more uh, person that just jumped on at the end before Alexandria, and I know we only have 11 minutes left. Okay. Um, could I ask one more quick question? Okay. Make it quick. Um, are we going to be able to be friends with dragons? <laughs> oh, what a lovely question. Indeed you shall, beloved creature. Of course you and shall. They are, and they are looking forward to meeting you too. Yay. Not only dragons, all kinds of wonderful creatures. Indeed. We won't name them all right now, but <laughs> but you've heard about Father God's wonderful pterodactyl called Pan. There are many other fabulous creatures, fabulous creatures that you will be able to be friends with and get to know and experience. Indeed. And ride upon. Yes, ride upon. (laughs) Better than Harry Potter even. (laughs) <laughs> you should go to the other uh, Alexandria go to Alexandria uh, yeah well there's one person that slid on the bottom of the list 
Um, I'm going to, uh, May, honey, I'm closing your line now. We're going to try not to leave anybody out. And I'll bring right. in 651, six, and then maybe we can still get back to Alexandria. Uh, 651, we'd like your name and where you live and how old are you, and what is your Hi. quick question? Hi, this is Pat from Wisconsin. I'm not a teen, but I have a question regarding teens. I have a, a grandson that's very enlightened, but um, probably like a lot of people, like my daughter has forbid me to talk to him about my beliefs about the angels and this and that. And I'm just wondering, like, if Father God could advise us on how we can talk to our teens. You know, my idea was that I showed him, like, on Christmas Day, I took a picture, and, and he's got orbs all around him, on him, all around him, to let him know those are angels, because previously, he, you know, he acknowledged that he does know that he talks to angels. But then when I tried, I thought, well, then next I would show him the videos from Dr. Greer to show the UFOs so he'd know that it was real. But then he just got upset with me and said, Grandma, I don't want to look at this. Don't show it to me, you know, because he needs to obey his mother. So if there is any kind of suggestion that would help, because I'm sure that I'm not the only one that has this problem. Show him love. Oh, he knows that. He knows that I love him and adore him. He's... He's got that 100%. I'm probably the one person that he can will talk to about anything. Mm-hmm. But he also, you know, to be able to discuss the subject and not feel like he's betraying his parent. Is there any idea that would help with that? Father God. Indeed. You have a, a suggestion. Hmm. I would say when it comes to uh, you're speaking of UFOs, yes? No, it's yeah, speaking I mean, of the whole grandmother who has been forbidden to speak to her grandchild about angels and the spiritual uh, concepts that we are teaching. Ah. Hmm. He's 14. Indeed. Hmm. I would say to get the, what is termed, the parents on one of the calls. Oh, that that won't happen. She won't even, I mean, I've got five children and a couple of them, or one of them still won't talk to me because they think I'm crazy, you know, for believing uh, all this, but, yeah. What you can do, I mean, what you must do is this. Just issue forth love to them. What is termed as a... Uh, from the Lord God of your being mm-hmm. to issue forth nothing but pure, unadulterated love. Without love, hint of fear. And in the fear. Right. Without and that any shall fear. Occur. Yes, to eliminate the right, fear. Mm-hmm. That worked like four of my kids that previously were upset are back, you know, talking to me. One of them still upset, but. The grandson, well, previously he told me that, you know, he knew that he talks to my grandma who's dead, and he knew that he talks to Archangel Michael. His mother said, you know, this isn't real. Grandma's crazy. Don't talk about this kind of stuff. You know, and she took away the necklace that I had given him with Christopher's medal. So I'm just wondering how to get through, you know, like so that he doesn't 
feel like he's betraying his mother's rules by talking to me? Or should I, I tell you what you do, talk? beloved master. Do what is termed as uh, hmm, go out into nature. Mm-hmm. Pick you up a rock, a gratitude rock. And you take and you do what is termed as you uh, put the name of the being that is uh, being in uh, conflict with you and mm-hmm. put that name on the rock. Mm, and on yeah. a daily basis, just pull the rock out and be in gratitude for that being. As the more you are in gratitude for that being, things shall start coming into her life that will make her realize <laughs> that she has been so wrong. Okay. And she's coming around quite a bit, but just, you know, not there yet. And just so, keep doing it. Keep Every doing day. It. Okay, that's a good idea. She yes, has yes, given yes. you this wonderful grandson. So oh, yes, gratitude. be in gratitude and for that. Mm-hmm. Indeed. And be in gratitude for the mother as well. Oh, uh, I am. One, one that's in conflict with you. Mm-hmm. Be in gratitude and lift her up on a daily basis to the Lord God of your being and then mm-hmm. issue forth that love to her. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, she shall change, I can assure you. Yes, yeah, she, she is. is. Yes, yeah, she is. She's uh, gone like... 75% this last year's improvement. So, okay. That's wonderful okay, progress. Is there, yeah, is there anything else just in general for teens, how to approach them about this subject for, I mean, other people that don't have this conflict that I have that might help other people to bring the subject up to teens? Well, that's a rare, very large question. <laughs> <laughs> God said, introducing teens to the ideas about communicating with nature are always a good way to start. It's always a way to help them to feel the energies in nature. They feel it naturally, and they will find it very easy to talk about those things. You might introduce them to the idea that trees communicate with each other. That's a good place to start. And let them think about how animals communicate with each other and with us. And how we can communicate better with all of nature. That's a good way to... But you also must understand that the being, the one in, in conflict between you, is what is termed that she is on her own path. And uh, by doing what is termed as giving gratitude for her and issuing forth and transmitting love to her, she Mm -hmm. shall change because the change uh, is taking place upon Mother Gaia even now. And it is going Mm -hmm. to become even stronger as each day passes. And as it does, uh, what is termed as the, uh, the enlightenment or the, uh, the gratification or the enlightenment of the, chi- the children in that family shall overwhelm those that are in conflict. And once they start receiving that love, 
There shall be nothing that shall stop it. Okay. So even though like, he has the thought forms going in his head, like my mom will never change, she's never going to stop this, she's never going to do this, that's not going to be enough that it defeats her coming around? Oh, no. No, of course oh, absolutely not. not. This, these are much more powerful energies than one okay. child. That's good. Besides, yeah. he doesn't want to believe that. He doesn't really want to believe that. He, he doesn't want to, but he too. really he believes that that's it. You know, that there's just nothing's ever going to get better. Oh no, you can Oops. reassure him. Reassure Everything him. Oh no, better. I know your mother. Yeah. She's capable of all kinds of things. Right. Indeed. Oh, and oh, we, we must. have well, what is done. Uh, one minute and thirty seconds left. Second. So we must close I the shall, call. I should do what is done. Let's do a quick post for all the teenagers out there. This is directed to all teenagers out there to receive the healing power from Father God, from Sananda. Any ailments that you have within your body, such as your eyes, your, your, uh, your muscles, your rotator cuffs, your knees, your elbows, your eyes, all is being healed as we speak. You are all feeling a tingling warmth within your body, and it is all being healed now. Mentally and emotional as well. Yes. Indeed. And so it is done. Thank you, Father God. This is Sananda wishing you all farewell. Indeed. Thank you, Sananda. And Anne. (laughs) Good night, (laughs) Anne. Good night, Sananda. Well, it's what Catherine. a wonderful I'm back. And, is, is this and Catherine? Lewis I don't know. I can't tell which one it is. Uh, the um, the radio just ended, but we still have the recording. So I think for the recording, uh, Catherine, you can still go ahead and, and do your clothes. Oh, I just wanted to say good night to you and to Lucifer and to Father God. And Saint Germain was standing on was on hold. Oh. But there wasn't time for all, <laughs> for him to come through. Maybe next time. Well, was, and Alexandria is is her line is still up and open. Uh, we weren't able to get back to you, Alexandria. I'm so sorry, but we didn't leave any of your team out. Your whole team got handled, and uh, that's a good thing. And you got a couple of questions in, and um, I I think we might find ourselves doing a similar call. What do you think, Catherine? Oh, yes. And I invite all of the kids who who came today to come back to our future calls. I I thought it was wonderful. And the questions oh, were so uh-huh. well thought out. So by all means, we'd like to have them come back. We and heard answers, uh, Catherine, to questions that none of us have asked. We learned a lot tonight on this call. 
I thought this was terrific. Maybe we should plan another call in, say, in a month or so. Whatever. If the kids would like to come back again. Mm-hmm. What do Certainly you think, Alexandria? Uh, shall we let Alexandria say goodbye? Yeah. She started all this. Let's do that. Alexandria, your line is open. Hi, guys. <laughs> Hi. So did you that like? That was so amazing. <laughs> yeah, those were good questions, weren't they? I know. I think my favorite question was the one about the dragons because oh, I love oh, dragons yeah. so much. I've always had daydreams about being a dragon or being um, other animals, like a like a wolf or a cat, and I would. I'll, I've always wanted to know what it's like to be one of those animals. And so you shall know. Alexandria, I can assure you that you do have the ability to shapeshift into any animal you desire to be. So all you do is to focus on your ability that is within you to transform into whatever creature you desire. That sounds lovely. <laughs> when you reach this convention, you shall be able to do that straightway. Mm, that's so exciting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So we'd like to hear from you all again. Thank you, Alexandria, for starting this wonderful discussion. You're and welcome. we definitely and invite you back, and we'd love to hear about uh, the responses you get from your friends, from other teenagers. And if you have any mm-hmm. more projects you'd like to include <laughs> include us in, we're delighted. So thanks again. Thank you, too. <laughs> and would you like to say good night to everyone? Yes, good night, everybody. It was so nice to hear your questions. And I would love to have another call like this later where we can discuss more um, good advice for teenagers and children on uh, for their paths and other spiritual things. Wonderful. Thank you, Alexandria. Thank you, everyone who called in all the children who asked those wonderful questions. And I want to ask Anne to join me and say good night to everyone. Good night, Father. Well, Catherine, I want to thank you for this call. Um, This is a great idea to uh, have a call dedicated. And I think really we must go back even further and thank Father God uh, because he introduced it on his Saturday call. And it was his recommendation that we continue it through on the Wednesday call. So these last two calls have uh, honored this area of our population that is so vital to our future. That's who these young ones were uh, that we heard. And aren't they deep thinking? Um, That's our future, folks, and they're here for us. Thank you, Catherine. Thank you, Anne. Good night. And we'll... Um, 
And tell us your schedule for the um, Hollow Earth Network calls. Well, um, we won't. Ha- we just had a, a, a specially scheduled call yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, our telephone line, known as Zarea, is going to be traveling and won't be available mm-hmm. for this Saturday's call. So there will be no Hollow Earth Network call this Saturday. So the next time we hear from Father God, we'll probably, oh, it won't be on your Wednesday call either. It won't be until the following Saturday. So um, we're going to have to go into withdrawal symptom for a while. Uh, No Father God, unless he decides to speak through you, Catherine. Well, that would be fine, too. Let's, Let's keep it open because we will have another call next Wednesday. So who and you knows? Can, what? And you can bring me through at that time. That would be lovely. Okay. Indeed. Let's plan that. And who knows what we might be experiencing before then. That is The so. next week could bring anyway, all things. Farewell. It is done. Farewell. farewell. Good, Good night, everyone. Good night, Catherine. <laughs>